Hello, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background. Hello, hello, hello to anyone listening. Like I said, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background, a little podcast that I host. You know, what I felt led just to share about today um, was something I've kind of realized a little while ago, but it's a good reminder. And um, as Christians, we look at the Bible and we see a blueprint for what the church is today and or what the church should be today. And I'm not here to uh, stomple or trample on um, anyone who doesn't believe in this or whose church doesn't operate this way. But I would say there is a good benefit to different anointings. I don't even like saying anointings in the church, but... If you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse, we'll start at verse 9. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But he also descended into the lower regions of the earth. earth. He who ascended far above the heavens, all the heavens, that he might fill all things. In verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up of the body of Christ until we obtain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried about every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way to him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined together and held together by every joint which is equipped. And when each part is working properly, makes the body grow that builds itself up in love. When I read that verse, when I when you look at Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus was the full embodiment of these five giftings. And I believe, just as it says here, and he gave the apostles, prophets, some of of the verses, or some of the different translations say, some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. To equip right here is to build up the church. Church is not a club, it's not a um, 
It's not a tradition. Church is something we live and we go to church to worship the Lord and to build the Lord up. Or I'm sorry, to build us up so that the Lord builds our lives um, so that we may go out and do his will in the world. You know, here in America, in my opinion, we only really see pastors and evangelists. Now, some people say those giftings died or whatever. I don't think there's some guy who needs to be Paul who's overseeing every church. But I do believe there are people who carry that same gifting and heart that Paul had to lay foundations and to... And to um, procl- proclaim the proper gospel. Uh, in the same way, I believe there are people who have a more prophetic gift and insight into people's lives and into church, and that there are evangelist people who want to evangelize. It's just a natural gifting. They have a grace for evangelism that, say, I don't have And the same goes for pastor shepherds as a pastor and teachers. And when we look at the Bible, we we love Jesus's ministry and we want to understand Jesus's ministry. And when we look at Jesus's ministry, Jesus was all of these five. Now, when you sit in a church where other people aren't, sharing or proclaiming the gospel where you don't have other giftings, you know, you're missing out on these other giftings that are meant to build up your life. You know, no one man has all these giftings. Otherwise, he'd be as gifted as what Christ was. But I believe that all these giftings were given to different people so that there could be unity and teamwork within the church. Now, in saying that, when we choose, well, I only like a pastor, I don't like these other things, you know, we have to really look at this verse, and it's like the New Testament church. I was listening to, there's a very well-known pastor from England named David Paulson, brilliant, brilliant teacher. I would encourage everybody to listen to him. He's definitely built and laid things in my life, and he's not even with us anymore. But when you look at the Bible, and you look at where the church is at today, and what the church was when Jesus left, when the, when, and after the day of Pentecost came, there was a way that church was being built and growing and going about, you could view the early church as being all very charismatic, gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, all that stuff. That is the blueprint we have for church. There is not a verse in the Bible that says that stopped in the 3rd century, in the 2nd century, in the 4th century, in the 5th century. So many years, 300 years after Christ died, all that stuff stopped. The same 
God, the same Christ who died on the cross, who raised from the grave, who will return someday, is the same it's it's the same foundation he laid in the church and how he how he explained to live out your Christian life. It is the same in the New Testament church as it is today or should be. And little by little I think we are creeping back to what was and hopefully we will continue but I believe there's going to be I mean, we see that it says those scoffers will come and also that there will be a great falling away. You know, there's a lot of Christians that believe in a pre-trib or post-trib, whatever, whatever you believe, rapture. And if that doesn't happen, you know, I could see a different scenario than what we originally were taught by a lot of scholars, if things are wrong, I could see a lot of people falling away. But we need to search the scriptures for ourselves and see how we need to be operating in church, We how we need to be letting the Lord do things in our lives. You know, something I didn't want to get into deeply, deeply, but we need the Holy Spirit in each of our lives to guide us. You know, as I look back on my life, I remember when I was going out to California and I said, Lord, I am a simple man. I And I'm not trying to be graphic. I said, Lord, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid, Lord. I'm very simple and I don't understand your ways. And I said, you need to let me know, Lord. You need to point you need to show me the way. You know, I think we have a boldness in us that needs, or that should be, there should be a boldness in us to ask the Lord, Lord, please, please, please guide me. It's the Lord's job to guide us. It's also for our job to seek the Lord. It's our job to be asking the Lord. Lord, what do you want from me? I want to give you my life, Lord. I want to serve you. But what does that look like, Lord? Open the doors that need to open, Lord. Shut the doors that need to shut. We can't go on living our Christian lives for ourselves. You know, I look at the days we live in. I don't know what's going to happen two years down the road. When I, I think about... Just three years ago, uh, COVID virus or what, however you feel about that was released or got out or whatever it was, and our world changed drastically, literally within a couple months. Who's to say what other things are going to happen? I mean, the Bible says many, many things will start to happen. I believe that the earth groans for the return of the Lord. The earth is cursed and is sinful, and longs for the righteousness and justice of the Lord to return and make all things new. I believe, you know, in Revelation, and there will be a new heaven and new earth, the Lord, in the same way He renews us and cleanses us, He can cleanse the earth of its wickedness. 
you know, as I look around, I, I, my personal conviction is I want to serve the Lord and I want to do what the Lord wants me to do more than ever. We have a baby on the way. We believe it's a boy. I guess we need to confirm it with the next ultrasound, but you know, I'm not worried about paying for college for the kid. I'm not worried about this or that. I I don't even want to get caught up in making plans for him or her. I don't want to, and it's not that I don't want to have fun or raise my kid. Like, you know, in America here, we have what's called the American dream. There's a lot of Christians that do not seek after or even like the term American dream. But there, if you go, I've spent a lot of time international and a lot of people view like, oh, the American dream and this and that. And it's like, no, well, we work hard for what we have, very hard. Um, we definitely don't have the nice perks of taking two, three months off like some other places. It's just work, 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 make money, make money, spend money. But I don't want to get caught up in building my life. I don't want to get caught up letting Christ do what he wants to do and placing him around my life schedule and my building, if that makes sense. I don't want to say, okay, Lord, this is what I'm doing. This is your window. Let me do something for you now. Our life is meant to be built around Christ, around God the Father. And through his Holy Spirit, we seek him. Something I've been studying as of recently, and I haven't come to a big conclusion on it, is baptism in the Holy Spirit, baptism in water. Obviously, we see there's a point where Paul goes and prays for these other people who haven't heard yet of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit comes, they were still being baptized in repentance. But all that, you know, it's on the side burner for now or whatever. But I have been begging the Lord to guide me in the Spirit more. And I think we as Christians on a day-to-day basis need to do that. I'm not saying that you have to like, okay, Lord, do I have steak tonight or do I have chicken? But there are things in our life that do matter and that the Lord wants to use us in. And every single, whether you're one person listens to this podcast or 15 or 25, roughly I've been seeing about 25 so people each episode download this. So each of you, whoever listen, you have something that the Lord wants to use for his glory and wants to use you for his purpose in your life. And a lot of times, you know, that is our talents, that is through our work. But I think we need to be a people now, especially in the days that we're moving into, that seek the Holy Spirit, that can pray in the Spirit and say, Lord, I need guidance on this. Lord, I want you to speak to me. Lord, I want you to use me how you want to use me. Lord, I want you to give me the faith that I need. Lord, I want you to give me the the strength that I need. I sometimes I open up 
in our church share a little bit. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's terrible. And I think sometimes I struggle in public speaking or whatever. But I think a lot of times I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I also, personally, I need to rely on that weakness being the Lord's strength in me. Though I'm weak, he is strong. And in my weakness, the Lord really can shine. It's hard when you get someone who's bold and care and has a bunch of charisma and then also shares the gospel well. It's hard to tell when it's actually spirit-led or not spirit-led. But we as Christians need, we need to be seeking the Lord in all things. And um, we don't really have time to waste. You know, I look at my life. I'm young, but I'm, I'm definitely middle and getting towards the middle age part, turning 36, I guess that's middle age. But I look back on things that I wish I could redo, things that I wish I would have did, maybe wiser decisions. But when I really look back, I wish I would have had the gospel that I carry now earlier. But that comes with time, that comes with experience, and there's a lot of you out there who have been a Christian way longer than I have, and and the Lord wants to use you in in much deeper ways than I think we could even imagine. And it's not to build anybody up, but it's just to be realistic with what it says here. It says to equip the saints, we go to work, we go to church, we get built by different anointing, by different gifts in others. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. You know, our lives are meant to be a ministry for the Lord, for the gospel. So that's all I feel led to share with you. I hope that you were encouraged. I also take this as an encouragement for myself as I am about ready to walk out the door and go to work in Florida here. It's 9 o'clock and it's 90 degrees with 95% humidity. It's terrible. But the Lord provides work. I need to go work. I have a pretty free schedule. So the Lord takes care of us. So guys, thank you for listening. Be well.